Welcome to the B-Side Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, and today I have a friend, a an ex-neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be neighbor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's definitely Vinny with Pelican Boat Outdoors. Uh, I got a soundboard. I don't know if I'm even still playing the sound, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it on your end. I just pressed my soundboard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear. So definitely probably what will happen is the recording may have it on it, but I don't know if we're going to have it on <laughs> be able to hear it. But uh, so about a month ago, I guess, huh? it's about right out a month right now that. Yeah, probably about a month. Uh, me and Vinny went out and did something that, has a lot of heritage to Louisiana and was able to catch some of them swamp lizards, them alligators. Big old Marshall lizards, yep. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit and just kind of like, I mean, I'm sure that'll probably fill up the hour. So do you you want to go ahead and start telling the story since on your podcast, I got to tell the story? No, go ahead, Frank, <laughs> and I'll just chime in, plug my channel every five minutes like you did yours. <laughs> uh, you know, Pelican Bone Outdoors on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok facebook <laughs> we have a podcast on all your podcast uh <laughs> platforms <laughs> so let, i'm going to talk about the whole process that we went through so in june of this year um i put in for the lottery i think it's what five dollars to enter the lottery yeah i think so um so it's about five dollars to enter the lottery you put in for the lottery well, the day the lottery comes out, I text Vinny and I'm like, hey, man, I just bought my alligator tags. And he's like, I won two. And I was like, I don't know if we should do six alligators at once. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do six alligators. Dude, come to find out, which I'm going to I'm skipping ahead a little bit in the story here. We could have sold them alligators and made our money back on everything. The extra three alligators. But um, so. We're. uh. So I, I drew, Vinny turned his down and we're like, all right, cool. You know, this is what we're going to, we're going to go out here and try to catch him. Well, about what, a week, two weeks before the season starts, Vinny texts me, hey man, uh, my boat's in the shop. Yep. <laughs> it's about how it works. <laughs> it's what boats do. They break. So he got, he got it out the shop and. Thing, just other things were happening. Uh, had a lot going on. We could never really get the time to get together. So I think October 3rd or 4th is when we set our first line, Some somewhere in that time frame. And I was like, man, I hope we catch these alligators. And on the first morning, we go out there, we look at them, and it's like the first line's up. The second line's up. And I'm like, oh, this is a, a good feeling. Wasn't looking good. <laughs> Then finally, we get to the third line, I believe it was, and it's in the water. And, I mean, that dude was not a happy camper when we pulled up. And I think it's because – it's probably because he was only in, like, what, six inches of water, baby? Yeah, that was the line. It, the The bank was – it was like a gradual drop. It wasn't just a drop off at the bank. And then the water was kind of low. So, yeah, that, that's the one we put kind of far out on the limb because it was getting so shallow close to the bank. So yeah, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't much under the water. Yeah, I mean, so like the whole you could see where 
pretty much you could say he had a catch circle. You could just see where he tore up the all the the underwater vegetation. I think he had some scrapings on the bank where he was trying to get away. And um, so um, he, Vinny's like, do you want to shoot him or do you want to pull him up? And I was like, I think pulling him up is going to be more fun than shooting him, you know, because dispatching, it's literally – so nobody that's ever done it before. So it was – they come up and have a little bit of an attitude, but it's not terrible. And you have a – 22 long rifle and we were using a rifle which uh we'll let Vinny frank make fun was of using us. i was using frank's rifle <laughs> the m4 version of a 22 <laughs> so but so it's it surface duty weapon it's surfaces and uh it's just a you know just basically he comes up i think he rolled a little bit and he gave us a little bit of a fight but we got him to where he calmed down and it's just one simple pack to the back of the head in the kill spot. And that was it. I was like, okay, let's tape his mouth because for y'all that don't know, and nobody has ever seen it, a reptile moves a ton after it's dispatched. Like it's not like a, a deer or a mammal you dispatch it and it, it might, you know, it might move its leg or something like these alligators were trying to climb to the back of the boat. Two yeah, three the hours part later is when they open their eyes at you <laughs> while you're sitting there looking at him. You think you know he's dead, but then all of a sudden he opens his eyes and winks at you. That one's uh, a little unsettling. So this uh, this weekend at the Trappers Convention, they did the market way to skin alligators. We did not skin alligators the market way. Just saying. Oh really? Uh, yeah. And um. Oh, by the way, Tony. Oh no, we didn't. No, we did not. Uh. So they so. The, the, okay, we'll we'll get to it when we get to the part of skinning alligators. I'll explain the difference. Um, now, just because you're picking your nose, I'm going to put this on the. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, we went out. We we got that one. The next line go. So the way we rigged these, let me explain that too. We tied them to the base of a willow tree. Use some binder clips to hang the chicken about but anywhere between six inches and 24 inches off the water, depending on the depth of the water with a 12 aught. I don't remember the hook. Is it mu mustad? Mustad. Mustad. Yeah. Mustad. That mustard. Mustad. A huge hook is what it was. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a 12 aught hook, which if, if you haven't seen a 12 aught hook, um, I wear a size large glove. And it takes up three quarters of my hand. Like yeah, it was a, on my I hand. mean, what six at least six inches tall, yeah. just from the from the eye to the bend in it. Yeah, and at at three dollars a piece, they get expensive for a dozen of them, or it might have been two dollars a piece. Uh, so, uh, and then we sat there and had some. I don't even know what size twine it was, but. When you get to this size twine, it's more of like really small rope. It's waxed rope. <laughs> yeah. And um, just basically did a, a modified uni knot to just have it hold on here. And like there, there was no slipping. Once it bound on itself, I think you could have probably just tied an overhand knot and not have to worry about it. But that, yeah, that's the beauty about that wax line. That wax line will grip itself and it'll prevent it from sliding. So you can pretty much tie anything and it's going to hold on. 
so a little bit about when you're setting up alligator lines, you can almost, if you're trying to catch only big alligators, like most commercial alligator hunters do, you set your hooks higher out the water because the bigger alligators can jump higher than the little ones. We didn't care about catching big ones. Uh, if we were just thrilled that we caught one, much less uh, the three that we were able to catch. So, so the area we were at was a con. Hey, Waylon, how you? <laughs> hey, where were we? All right. So we go out. We we go. So the the area we're fishing is two cross canals, and there's willow trees along both banks. So we're like, oh, well, let's just, we'll go down, we'll turn the corner and put another line out because we saw, or I saw, I don't know if you saw it, we, I saw the head of a big alligator across one canal, but he was in the canal that we set the line in. Yeah. So we, we tie well, to the, the, reason, base. the reason I wanted to go, to, I mean, we, I wanted to go to that area. One is because a duck hunt close by there. So wanted to, if we're going to take out alligators, I want to take ones out. That's going to be where we duck hunt so they don't eat my dog and I can use my dog. But uh, I've seen a big one hanging around there. That's the reason I wanted to go there. So I don't know if the, the one that you seen was the same one I seen last year or what, but I knew they had them in that area. So, so we, well, we set it up on this cross canal and we, I tie it at the base Vinny hangs it in the tree, which we had a really good system down because by the, pretty much by the time I finished tying it, Vinny had it hung in the tree and we were able to shove off and go to put the next line out. So that, that morning we go to run the line. I'm like, I don't see the line. And I start, and I'm like, and I look at the base of the tree and it's popped. And I'm like, that was a big alligator. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it was, was a big dude and um i was like okay i was like let's just go on to the next one so the next one i start pulling i'm like this one's got a little bit of weight on it and it gets up and i mean this is i think look this alligator i knew it was a decent sized alligator i didn't know how big it was but when his head came to the surface i was like oh that's a big boy that's a big boy so That's when I almost died, <laughs> you're getting ahead of the story here. <laughs> well, about the time his head broke the surface of the water, he decided that he did not want to be next to our boat and decided he was going to try to get away from our boat. I had a death grip on the line. And when he took off, if Vinny would have been in the back of the boat, I would have swore he just threw the boat in gear. That's how fast he took off. And then. So we get him up to the boat. Vinny almost falls overboard. So now I'm laughing while holding on to this alligator. Um, so Vinny gets him up to the side of the boat, and then he does. He puts. He goes to put a um, dispatch him in the kill spot. Goes to follow up just because he's a big alligator. We want to make sure, you know. And click, and I'm like. Oh, that's jammed. He looks down in the magazine. I had a 25 round magazine is gone. No idea where it's at. You know, can't find it. Um, I didn't hear it hit the boat. So I'm assuming I got an that idea where it's at. 
Yeah, we could probably go <laughs> swimming and get it. We should need to go bring a magnet back there and go magnet fishing for it. It's I know, a, it's I mean, a we know plastic magazine. At. Yeah, but aren't the bullets magnetic? The case? Oh no, brass. Brass I don't know. is brass magnetic. Uh, I have no idea. If you know, let us know because <laughs> I'm gonna look that up right now. Is <laughs> so, brass. uh, so we go out and. Uh, Vinny's like, oh, oh, I was like, and he's like, mine's not loaded. I was like, well, look, I have my my pistol, which is a 22 long rifle pistol that I use for trapping. I said, I brought that just in case somebody lost the magazine to my rifle. Um, and it's in the it's in the in the gun box. So he grabs it, but you know, puts a, a follow-up shot, which I guarantee you he was dispatched on the first shot. It's just yeah. We would rather be safe than sorry because they have some teeth on alligators if you haven't ever seen an alligator. So, <coughs> excuse me. Brass um, is not magnetic. Yeah. So and neither is lead. So that wouldn't work. Well, yeah, the spring, what about the spring in the uh, magazine? I don't, yeah, it might, but I don't know if that would be enough to. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, I'll say anybody that wants to go dive in alligator infested waters, I'll uh, drop you a GPS pin of where it's at. <laughs> well, there's at least three less. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's just three less. So, um, and so we get them, we get them in the boat. And so, a little bit of foreshadow, we haven't measured them yet from a, almost a seven foot alligator to a little over a nine foot alligator at that point is when alligators start changing structurally wise. Cause instead of having these little thin, you know, what you think the seven, the six, nine was what, maybe 75 pounds at the most. Yeah, probably. And I don't yeah. even think it was that much. Cause I picked him up and drug him out of the boat. Like at yeah, the house, like, like, a, like a 50 pound sack of feed. Yeah. Now I don't, we should have weighed that nine foot one just to give, give it an idea, but he was With at least. What? How would I weigh it? <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to get him off the ground high enough to weigh him on a scale. So he was, I guarantee he had to at least be 200 pounds. Yeah, he was pushing it if he wasn't. Cause when we took him out, I grabbed the front legs of the, when coming out of the boat, I grabbed the front legs. Vinny, I think grabbed around the base the of the tail, huh? Yeah. And it it was I mean we weren't very high off the ground. <laughs> no, that's like it was heavy. Just dead weight. <laughs> and um so but that that shows you that even though it's he's only two foot longer, you know, he's an extra he's almost an extra two alligators, probably, if not more. Yeah. Um so we finished running the lines that day and had nothing on them. So when you have tags for alligators, it it is highly regulated. Um, the requirement in Louisiana, you can only have two lines per tag out. So we were like, all right, we're going to pull this one and this one because we didn't catch anything. You know, we're just going to leave them and we're going to reset. Did we reset one where the line was popped, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Cause I was thinking, yeah, I was, so we reset one where the line was popped. And then we went pull another line or a couple of lines, however yeah. many. Well, yeah, because we had, so we caught two, one was pop. We caught two. Mathematics is not my, uh, my strong so, so suit. So we're down to three. So we only had to, we could yeah, have. So we had to just pull one, I think. Yeah. And um, so 
anyway, we only have two per tag. Yeah. So by the end of the day, with all said and done, we had two. Now, the lines that were left were literally in the same area. I mean, it was less than a hundred. Where we caught all three alligators was less than a hundred yards from each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was about a, yeah, it was about within a football field was where we caught yeah. all three of them. Um, and so we put that line out and went on about our day and decided that we're going to clean these things. My judgment error was, oh, it'll be fine. I can, you know, we, I've killed big game animals before. It takes maybe an hour to skin them and gut them and everything. I'm letting you know, the first time you clean alligators, it takes a lot longer than an hour. <laughs> well, I can tell you how long it takes. Frank can't tell you how long it takes because Frank cleaned for about an hour and then Frank bailed. <laughs> well, so by the time, so now I did go get ice because we needed ice. I went, True. I went through other things while, you know, I finally, at like, I don't know. It was probably three 30, huh? Or so I was like, I don't know. I was like, dude, I got, I got to go at least try to grab a nap. Well, I smell like rotten chicken that's been sitting in the sun for about a week at this point. So I'm like, I'm taking a bath before I go to bed. And I go take a bath. I get out. I look at my phone. I'm like, I got to go to work in like 20 minutes. <laughs> and as I walked out, I, it was like 4.30, I think I walked out. Vinny was just finishing cleaning up the alligators. So I was like, look, I'm going to get off at 7 in the morning. I'm going to meet you at the boat launch because the boat launch is about halfway home for me. And we'll go that morning. So the following morning, we go out. The, where, so the line that we put in this by the where the pop one was, we actually caught another one, another alligator there. And it was eight foot on the nose. Yep, right between the two. So we got all three alligators, and it, it's not difficult to catch them. Um, and with alligator hunting, you have to, what they call a sight tag, which is C-I-T-E-S. Do you know what that stands for? Did we look it up after your podcast? No, but maybe I can Google it right now. Yeah. What is it? Spell it. C-I-T-E-S. C-I-T-S or C-I-T? T-E-S, I think. Anyway, so the site tags are for animals that resemble an endangered species. It's to prove that it's not an endangered species. Um, So to even possess, like, so for example, like if we trap a bobcat, I can go um, get a tag for it. And as long as, but as long as that animal doesn't go out of the state, that bobcat never has to get a sight tag. The sight tags required when you try to transport out of state. Um, now, an alligator. Right. It stands for the stands for the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species. Okay, so that's a mouthful. So we're just gonna Whatever call it a sight means. tag. <laughs> so. So like a bobcat and a, and a river otter has to have one if you plan on transporting out of state. An alligator, irregardless, is that right? Is that, I don't no, know that's that. not a word. It's regardless. It's reg- so regardless. We're from alli- southeast Louisiana. We don't talk good anyway. <laughs> regardless, an alligator has to have one as soon as you catch it. So it comes out the water. 
you have to put one in it. And the power that these animals have in their tails, I was telling some, and by the way, I found out we put that sight tag incorrectly on that alligator. Come on. You're supposed to put it on the bottom of the tail, not the top of the tail. Oh. <laughs> um, and the oh. only reason I found that out is because when we, um, when they did this weekend at the trapper rendezvous that you missed, they did the alligator skinning. Um, the guy made a comment that the alligator's tag was improperly put on because you put it on the bottom of the tail instead of the top. But I hmm. think that's because of how they skin it. I was about to say, I'm looking at one right now, and it looks like they skin from the top to the belly so that the belly's whole. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. yes. So, so what do they do with the spines on top? They just they discard that? They discard that. Oh, so, no. Yeah. That's uh, the best-looking part. And that's what he said. He said it's because when you send it, like when you send it to a processor, they're worried about what they can – make out of it you know yeah you probably can't use that top of them scale because yeah. the the little so the little spines on top of an alligator there's a name for them and i can't think of the name of them but they're the little spines on top of an alligator they're actually made of bone that's yeah, why they we got couldn't bone in them right yeah we, we couldn't cut through them so don't try to cut through them but well when i pressure washed the the, the flesh them a couple of spots i went you know held it on there a little too long you can see the bone <laughs> sticking through it yeah but um, so after we did that, we talked to Derek Plaisance. Was Plaisance taxidermy? Is this taxidermy? Uh, it don't matter. He's not taxidermy. Taxidermying. Uh. Taxidermying uh, for public folk anyway. But I think it's uh, I think that's what it was. Plaisance taxidermy. Yeah. So anyway, we talked to Derek, who was on Vinny's podcast, and we asked him, we're like, hey, man, uh, if we give you an alligator hide, uh, would you want to tan these for us? And he's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> he's like, but I'll tell y'all how to tan them. So Vinny took over that process because I just didn't have time. Because Frank bailed again. Yeah. Um, so Vinny took Frank over Frank had to work and make a living. <laughs> See, I have bills to pay. Look, if doing? every person on this podcast that's listening right now tells three people to subscribe, just three, by the end of the year, I might be able to retire because three people well, tell be able three to afford people. to pay somebody to do your alligator hides next season. Yeah, I know. So if three people tell three people <laughs> that tells three people, you know, it's not a pyramid scheme. I promise. It's just... It certainly sounds like it, Frank, the way you're trying to sell it. <laughs> but uh, so which we could neither one of us could make a video because we were hunting on public land and. Louisiana, I don't, I don't think what's really that getting out. And so, do you want to talk a little bit about the tanning process, Vinny, that you did? Yeah, you can head on over to Pelican. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no. So, um, did you make yeah, a video we... on it? No. Uh, next time we do it, I think I will. I did make a video on cleaning the skull, but um, just because pressed by time i just had to get it done i mean you've seen how much it was to get the to flush it and then we had those three to flush and by the time it was just i had to get it in where we could fit it in and it was just it was just too much but let's go around with the plan ahead next time but yeah once we got the skin off we just needed to get as much flesh and fat off the the actual hide as possible so um we used the knives to get the big chunks off 
And then uh, we use a pressure washer to get the rest off. And of course, this is just, you know, my first time doing it. So I wasn't sure how long to pressure wash it or how, you know, I didn't know if you held the pressure washer on too long, if it would go all the way through or what, or how much you're supposed to get off. So kind of winged it, but uh, I think it came out all right. We, we got it as clean as we could. And then we, what did we do? We stuck it, uh, yeah, we stuck it back in the ice chest on ice. Um, so it wouldn't go bad while we was uh, getting the stuff, but got some solution in the mail that we had ordered online. I forget, uh, Rotan, I think it was called. But it was the stuff that the you know it's like a taxidermist tan, so you're not gonna get it. it's not gonna be supple like like a garment tan or anything. So we got that stuff. You had to mix it in a big old garbage can full of water, a bunch of salt, uh, the chemical, and then we threw the alligator hides in there and let them sit for I don't know several days. It has to sit there in at least four days. Yeah, but uh, the type of tan it is, if you have to leave it in there for longer, it's good for a long time. You can just leave it in there to let it soak. Had to stir it up every now and then. And then when it's time to take it out, you got to take it out, rinse it all off as well as you can, get all that uh, extra stuff off in clean water. And then you got to dip it in baking soda and water to neutralize the tan. Because uh, if you don't do that, I think it continues to eat at it or something. I'm not exactly sure. I just know it'll mess it up if you don't get it all uh, neutralized. And when you pull it out of that, the um, baking soda bath, you got to rinse it all again with clear water, get it all nice and clean. And then hang it dry, or uh, actually, I wrapped it in towels and you know squeezed it, trying to get as much moisture out as I could. And then we had to spread it and uh, on those boards, and they're still not dry. And that's been what? How many weeks? At it's, least two. Well, close to I, two. I almost not. wonder if our humidity is too high. It is. So I got. I just brought mine in. Uh, what's today? Monday. I brought mine in Saturday. I brought one in because I mean it's four large boards of alligators. I can't have three alligators all in my house, but it's starting to dry up a little bit better than down there because I, I noticed the the little pieces that I had when they dry, we get fog or something the next morning, and then they were soft again. So we're gonna have to put it inside or in a shed or or something. I think to do it because every time it gets kind of dry, we get a humid morning and then it's like starting all over again. Yeah. And you know, I actually showed the pictures of them stretched out on the board and stuff like that. And you've had a, you had a compliment from somebody that's been trapping for over 20 years. I, I think he said he's actually been trapping for like 40 years about how well them legs laid down on them alligators. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said he could never get his to do that. And he's like, how did you do that? And I was like, well, see what had happened was uh, I <laughs> hang out with Vinny. <laughs> Next time you see Vinny, uh, ask him about it. That is, he's used to he's do does it the same way I did it, or he does it reverse. Uh, I'm not I'm not back, sure. I think I think okay. he does it the same way. Um, but yeah, I think he did one personally. But he handles yeah. it. Uh, it's Tony with the president of Trump. Oh, Tony, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know why I didn't even just tell you that, but. Uh, yeah, Tony was the one that was like, man, I don't know how he got his legs to lay lay flat like that. And I was Very like, carefully. And I was like, I have no idea. He said what he did with his was he took, and actually for the back too, he did it. He took a six inch pipe at the front where the spines were uh -huh. and then worked its way down all the way down the tail to where it was still arched a little bit. And in the legs, he did the same thing. I thought about doing that too. I think the next time I do it, I want to, uh, 
stuff some stuff in there when it dries so that it holds a shape the way it looks like it's still about like yeah. still full you know but you know what's funny is like so since i posted it on social media and all i had a couple of people that aren't very out well they're outdoorsy but they would never like apply for alligator tags be like oh i would love to do it if i get tags will you take me or will you show me how to do it i was like sure for alligator yeah. meat right <laughs> after it's cleaned like i don't want to have anything involved except <laughs> we know we know frank we know <laughs> oh yeah but it's a lot of work man it, it, it's definitely a lot of work it's 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 worth it um if you, if you had help but um <laughs> well so so the difference is so when we Poor did frank. it yeah, I know. I get harassed all the time. So <laughs> the way we skinned our alligators were basically you took, we cut basically like you do any animal, you cut down the center line of the animal, you know, and then fillet basically the skin off of the animal. Because an alligator is not like a, a warm blooded animal to where the skin peels off. There is no peeling the skin off. It's, no, not at all. Um. So it's constantly just, um, and it's like, it took, I mean, it, it's like, I'm used to, you know, we started trapping last year with the skinning and all, and it's like a raccoon, we could skin it out and, you know, maybe under 10 minutes, you know? Um, but it's just like, geez, this is. It's like every you can't just pull it. There's no pulling involved. It's all knife strokes. You gotta yeah, have a good have sharp to use machine knife. to pull it, and it would pull meat and everything. It's not gonna just separate. Yeah. It's definitely so, very different. But um, so the difference is the way they did it this weekend, and this is for hide harvest, not just turning the gator in. So the way they did it was they cut the ridges off the back all the way down the tail. And at the tail, they cut it. Um, they basically cut all the way to the where the little spines on the tail start as one. They cut mm -hmm. all the way there. And they chopped that. They topped that off. And then they took it. And on the legs, they fought on the front of the leg. On the front legs, you go on the back side of the leg. And on the back side, you go on the front of the legs, where it kind of goes from that, that cream color to the green color of their back right they would cut it there and then all the way in and then they skin it out from there and i think hmm. they keep the gullet and all attached like we did yeah like yeah that would yeah that would make well it makes sense if you did it that way which legally legally you're supposed to have everything attached all the way up until the time that it's tanned right. once it's tanned it's no longer it's no longer an alligator hide once it's tanned, and they really don't care anymore. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Because, so, in the process of us tanning, you have to get wildlife fisheries biologists to come out and inspect your hides. And the biologist comes out, you know, I had to make an appointment with him. And I think we had caught him on, like, a Tuesday. I called him. He didn't come out to the following Monday or Tuesday, I think. And, um... So he came out, I pulled them all out to tan. He looked at him and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, like, and he's like, you owe me 12 bucks for a tax. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Like, 
So I just as I, if we well, didn't pay enough to get these alligators. Yeah. So so the tags, it's what twenty five dollars a license. And I don't want to say the tag. Twenty-five or fifty. Uh, hmm. I know. I thought my license was twenty-five. I think your license was twenty-five, but I want to say the um the the like the lottery drawn tags I think are more expensive than a regular tag. I want to say like he if told you own me the land. Yeah, like if you're a landowner, I want to say they're twenty-five dollars a tag. Um, if you're a lottery recipient, it's like $40 a tag. Hmm. So yeah, I, I think I paid, I mean, and then what was funny is they give you a packet and be like, oh, we're buying alligators. We're paying $35 for a seven foot alligator. And I'm like, it cost me more than that to buy a tag. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, well, so the biologist told me, he's like, no, he's like, that dude lowballed everybody and nobody went to him the first day. And he says, by the second day of the season, they were paying seven, eight dollars a foot, you know, between seven and eight dollars, depending on the. Now, uh, is it seven or eight dollars a foot? The period, long, the bigger the alligator, the higher the prices per foot. Yeah. But like, so like a six foot alligator would be just, for example, five dollars a foot a seven foot alligator be six okay yeah so and the reason is is how alligators are made and we've seen it and right they get wider and they like if you look at the difference between an eight foot alligator stretched out on a board and a that nine two which is only a foot difference i guarantee you you probably have another 30 to 40 square inches of hide maybe probably more it's probably you have probably have 30 to 40 percent more percent more hide on a nine foot as a versus an eight foot you know not just lengthwise but girth wise i mean on a on an eight foot on an on a four by eight sheet of plywood you took up a lot of that plywood with them yeah so i'm uh, I'm looking at it now so the nine footer if it was probably looking at yeah it's taken up at least three foot of the four foot wide yeah uh, sheet of wood and then uh you know but you, when you he's got... not he's only about you know i guess foot and a half two foot wide without it i don't know he's a big yeah. old boy yeah it and then that but the, like if you go on the inst on the instagram and i'll repost the pictures um you'll see the size difference in them because I have a pretty good perspective angle where Vinny's working on the seven foot out or the six foot nine alligator on like the jankiest piece of uh, scrap plywood. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bought two pieces for the big ones because at first we, we were going to try to garment tan the little one and then we... Yeah, we were going to freeze it until we were ready to make stuff out of it because like with yeah. that tan, as long as you do it while it's still wet, it don't get too stiff, but once it dries, that's it. Yeah. So we were going to freeze it until we were ready to do something with it. But that didn't happen. So, uh, but anyway, so like I have it to where it's Vinny working on the seven foot alligator and the eight foot is to the left-hand side of the picture and the nine foot's in front of it. And if you look, just looking at the size difference, it's like, bam. You, you want to see what they look like stretched out on the boards. You can see it in my, uh, Skull cleaning video at Pelican Bone Outdoors on YouTube. Go ahead, go check it out because like, subscribe, share, leave a comment. 
you should make that as one of your sound bites. That way yeah, you don't have to I keep should. saying it. <laughs> but uh so we did we did all of that and it was it was probably one of alligator hunting is probably one of the most some of the most fun I've had in the swamp, honestly. And I don't know if it's because it's that it gives you that adrenaline rush when you see that big of an animal, you know. I mean, we were in an 18-foot flat boat, and he's half the length of the flat boat, you know, the big one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so so okay. So you have the the biologist comes out and inspects him, and I actually got to talk to him, and it was a phenomenal, like he answered every question I had. We talked about some things. And I made the comment about the overpopulation of alligators. And he was like, are they overpopulated? I was like, I don't know, are they? He's like, they're not. He says, alligators will regulate themselves. If we didn't kill one alligator, the population would find a level and stay at that level forever. Because um, alligators are cannibalistic for people that don't know. And at, at one point in Louisiana, I want to say they had less less than a million alligators in the wild. It was like 850,000. Yeah, I think so it might have been 85,000 alligators in the wild. And Louisiana started a phenomenal recovery program that has obviously worked. Um, and, and the re- they, of course, the reason it was that low is because of us to begin with. Yeah. And look, alligators is not a difficult animal to hunt. Like they're, they're really not. They, you know, you hang a piece of chicken over the water and all they're doing is eating at that point, you know, which, so if you catch it on a, on a hook and line, is that considered fishing or hunting? I guess it's both. Cause you got to catch them and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I know people offshore that'll carry a handgun with them to dispatch sharks. You call that yeah. fishing. So, okay, well, they can. Some people throw a piece of dynamite in the water and call it fishing too. But hey, <laughs> quiet. The puppy's going crazy. But I was going to say something. Oh, alligator uh, license is $25. It is. Yeah. So then, so I was talking to him and I, and okay, so back, I'm sorry, we got on a tangent there. And out, so after, I want to say in the seventies, they started the program. Vinny had all these statistics on his podcast. So go listen to his alligator hunting podcast. Go check out Vinny's podcast on <laughs> Pelican Bone Outdoors, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> and he, the statistics are way better. Trust me. Um, but they, so they take them and they have to, they could take 10%. They have to re-release 10% of the eggs that they collect out of the nest, which I don't know if I would want to go alligator egg collecting. You ever seen how they did it? They pull up in an airboat and they they mark them. I know because if you flip them, I think you can drown the baby alligators and the the embryos. Yeah, I I remember something about that. Yeah, they got to mark them and have them the right side up. But they go find the nest by helicopter. Yeah, they go fly a helicopter around and throw uh like bamboo flags where they see them, and then they'll go back with the airboat. Yeah, and then so they'll they'll pick them up, and they have a makeshift nest nest in like a giant Tupperware container, I guess. And they'll set these eggs and then they go and incubate them and they farm raise them up until they're between three and five foot long. And 
at that point, they released 10% of that population back into the wild. So supposedly wild caught out a wild alligator, only 1% will live to be above that size. So you're given an extra 9%, which phenomenally increases their odds of um, being successful in it. And did you notice something about them three alligators we caught though, Vinny? Uh, none of them had, were notch tails or toe tags so that, oh yeah they were all wild bred or wild so, born so when they re-release these they notch their tail which they take some of the little spines off of their tail i'm sure there's a term term for that um and then they'll put a toe tag toe tag on the webbing of their feet i think is how it is mm-hmm. and when you catch yeah, one of them you report it so they could say oh yeah that you know we know the history behind this alligator and it's to give them data on that alligator. So we did all of that and, or they do all of that. And um, I was actually talking to one of them that I believe, I believe she's the fur biologist and and some involved with the alligator program for the state. And she was absolutely thrilled that all three of were wild, wild raised alligators. She was like, that's so awesome. I was like, I'm kind of upset though, because I wanted to, I wanted the band to like put on a keychain, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just I guess you can still keep the tag, make a little uh, bracelet with the tag. Yeah, but when I hang it on the wall, I want the the sight tag in the alligator still. Um, so, (laughs) but yeah, and it's like the program has obviously been successful. I could remember as a kid that we would go out fishing and if you saw one or two alligators it was a huge deal that day i could walk half a mile from where i actually i could probably walk 100 yards or less and see an alligator right now you know and the only thing with the population of alligators coming up i think they're becoming a lot more dependent in urban areas on people because we've seen it and I made the comment this week, and I said, what scares me with alligators isn't wild alligators. Like in the reserve, them alligators really don't scare me. Because if you make enough noise, they're going to go the opposite way. They just see it. They go on the opposite yeah. way. What scares me are the ones that are near tour boat companies on public waterways that when you shut the boat down in the canal, they come swimming to the boat because they've associated a boat in the area with food and that's when they become issues so i mentioned the the alligator that was show the demonstration showed this weekend that alligator was actually a nuisance alligator that they caught and the issue was is people were feeding them and guess what happens when out in in the state of louisiana if an alligator is over six foot long and you call a nuisance complaint in with it, the state rule state, it has to be dispatched because it's a hmm. dangerous animal at that time. Um, anything under six foot can be relocated. So. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I found that out in the, in, in the truck after the convention in the truck on the way to go eat, I was talking to uh, a nuisance alligator hunter and he had, he was giving me that story and uh it was actually about something else and how 
it was back on the social media and what you post and how you post it and the pictures you take and the videos you take and how nobody's going to know the story, but they're going to make up the story if there's no context to it, you know? Right. Um, so, and that's what we were talking about was that, and it's like, it's great, you know, that these alligators are back and the biologist was like, if somebody calls and says, Hey, my dog got eaten by an alligator. I need a nuisance permit. You know what his or their response is? What, what belongs in that water? A hundred, you know, a hundred years ago or on any given day, what is in that pond? That alligator is in that pond 24 seven, 365, you know, that dog yeah. that got eaten, he says, and it happens. He says it happens every year. They get complaints about dogs getting eaten by alligators while duck hunting he said especially teal season they get them you know my dog got bit by an alligator what can i do bring it to the vet is what he tells them and i'm like <laughs> i'm like well he said because that alligator belongs in that human alligator interaction and that is what it is when you have a dog bitten is not the alligator's fault the alligator's doing what alligators do yeah well an alligator's coming after my dog i'm gonna pay that fine i guarantee it <laughs> and yeah but because i mean i i know a family member that had one go after his lab this teal season and he said they attempted to throw rocks at it throw empty shotgun shells at it anything they could get that could hit it and try to make it spook off he said he said what actually gave him the first hint that something was up is that his dog is one of them dogs that it's he goes straight to where he's got to go and he comes straight back to the blind. There is not like he does not run the bank. He doesn't try to get, you know, get out of doing that because he knows better. He said, and that dog would not behave. He said that dog would not come back across on the water to him. He was like, so something he knew was wrong. And he says, when the dog went to come to the boat, he saw the alligator around the point. And he says, if he wouldn't have grabbed his dog when he did, he probably wouldn't have had a dog. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I wish, and I understand that they're, the population of alligators are fragile and they don't want it to get listed. But I almost wish they would do like a, and I, I, I know why they don't do a recreational season on alligators. It's because they want to keep alligators as an industry and not as a recreational sport. Because when you get to a recreational sport, which I think Florida is, you get the rules where you can't carry a firearm and kill an alligator. They want you to stab it with a spear, stab it with That's a knife, crazy. or use a bag stick. And I'm like, I ain't getting that. First of all, the spear is the best option for me because I ain't getting that close to a business end of an alligator. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, the most humane way would be to dispatch with a with a. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, but I want to say they can take them. They have more. They can't take them. I don't think by hook and line, like how we took them. They can snag them though. They can snag them. They could shoot them with a bow. Um, they could they could do more sportier options with it. But the thing was, like the three tags I drew. We could have sold our alligators. They can't sell them. Mm. So, because just like the trapping license, 
it's a commercial license is how they look at it. Right. So you meet all of the requirements that go into a commercial license to get it, which it's a cheaper commercial license. And um, if you didn't know, Vinny, by the way, the trapping license is going up to thirty-two fifty this year. What? Yep. What was it last year? <laughs> I thought it was thirty-two fifty. <laughs> Man, I still got to buy that. I think. Uh, mine auto renewed because that's the, that's the only thing I have to buy now because I have a lifetime license. Yeah, I got the lifetime license too. Yeah, I have mine set for auto renew because uh, if that thirty two fifty makes me go in debt, <laughs> now I gotta see. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. If you, you can use LA Wallet in Louisiana now to buy it, yeah. You, so LA Wallet, you can do everything on. Um, pretty sure. Oh yeah, I think I knew that. I think I did. I think that's how I. Uh... I know that's how I bought it last I got year. My and how Did, do I see if I got it? Go on your LA wallet on your phone. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to give a lesson on how to see if you got a license or not. Um, and you go to the hunting section. And under oh. the hunting section, I have a yep, residential trapper it. license. Yeah. My, mine's so also the trapper's license, like all Louisiana licenses now, will be a 365 day license. It won't just finally, be. yeah. That was the dumbest thing to have it June to June. Yeah. Oh, I bought <laughs> I bought my alligator license in my. Oh, I bought all of my licenses when I bought my alligator license this year. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so overall, Vinny, would you go hunt alligators again? Was it playing on it? Uh, if uh, that's what I'm like, if I get drawn or if anybody wants to take me a. As a helper, I'll go help them, you know. Yeah, I'm telling everybody who doesn't have a boat to apply for tags. I can come with me. <laughs> I'm I'm wow. hoping that I have a boat by next year, but um yeah, that's and then what's what's great is everybody's like, Oh, what alligator meat? Oh, what alligator meat? I want an alligator meat. And I'm like, <laughs> And that's when you tell them, Well, you apply for the lottery and go and get you some tags. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, there's a lottery every year. You know, um, but well, you tell them to bring the beer, and we're gonna cook it at the house. Yeah. So we uh. So that I mean that's really about it. Like, so you gotta you know it's highly regulated. It's not something, and that's the thing. Like the biologist was telling me, they don't want alligators ever to get relisted because we know how to manage out. They know how to manage alligators, not we. We was a collective we. Me and Vinny have no idea how to manage I have no idea how to manage. <laughs> but the people that know what they're doing know how to manage alligators and keep the a healthy population of them. And it's just like, you know, I, I understand where people are, that it's cruel, it's inhumane. But the flip side of it is that nine-foot alligator we caught had a bite mark in her tail that – I would say it was probably within the last year or so. I don't know. It, it, it's healing over. It's a scar now. It wasn't an open wound for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, and she's nine foot long. It's not like, you know, that's a that's a decent-sized alligator. So whatever bit her, that's probably the alligator that popped our line. <laughs> yeah. Unless that's just an old scar, but I don't know. Or um, somebody else told me 
if you mouth catch an alligator, a lot of times they have the leverage to pop it. Yeah. So we might have mouth caught one, but yeah. Um, if you have any questions about alligator hunting, um, I'll help you out the best I can, I guess. The video, I got video would probably help you out too. Uh, there's nothing there. Like the way we looked at it is fake it till you make it. And that's what we did. <laughs> Yeah, I can help you out. I'm gonna Google it and tell you what, the, <laughs> what Google says. <laughs> so, so you laughing about that? You're joking about that? But um, just recently, I had somebody that is getting in the trap and that's been asking me questions and stuff. And I'm, and I'm like, he's like, what what size trap should I buy? And I'll send them the link to the BMP. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's was, the best place to go for. Yeah, it. yeah. So, and and that's that's the thing um, with going through to become an instructor for trapping that's that's the big thing they harp on if you don't know go look at the bmp you know and the bmp is actually a really like a living document so they change it every so often and all of that but anyway so then he asked me about uh full metal jacket the trap dip mm -hmm. and i was like i have no idea i was like i don't use it i said i've only died and waxed my traps and now i got k9 ko's that don't matter you know that come right. pre-coded and i'm like i have I, I said honestly i have no idea and he's like oh all right i was like but but i know somebody that probably has used it or has you know or does it so i uh messaged one of the other instructors in the trappers association i was like hey man what do you know about uh the full metal jacket trap dip he's like i use some fancy rustoleum <laughs> Yeah, that's what drops. i'm gonna use this year <laughs> i'm like okay he's like he says the the full metal jacket dying and waxing waxing does help a trap fire faster it helps it um it, it helps the traps trap stay lubricated but we uh but to protect it the dying and waxing protects it but he's like and everybody's like oh scent control scent control there is nothing you can do to stop a dog from or a canine from knowing where where it is, where you where you've been basically, you know. Because think about it, what what do you do with Whalen? You take a toy, go hide in the grass, and he goes find it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like so, there's no way you could tell me no matter what you do, will stop enough scent that that coyote does not smell where that trap is. So, but yeah, man, I told you I bought some number 11 traps. I got some new yeah. traps now. So mm -hmm. this is, we're going to, we're going to get off the topic here, but uh, do you have anything you want to add to the alligator hunting, Vinny? Mm, just, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Oh, it's the, the amount of meat we've had off of three alligators though. Like have you eaten any? I have Cooked not. I have not cooked it a couple of times. Uh, I just I haven't been home enough to eat it, you know. So, definitely gonna. Uh, I definitely want to get some, and then, like when I'm at my parents right now, we live in a camper, so it's kind of hard to like have room to cook stuff. But so, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Once again, Pelican Bone Outdoors on YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcast, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and on the bike.
like subscribe hit that leave a comment below all the things and also if you follow Vinny's youtube he does a live podcast once a week sometimes once most weeks yeah i don't have a guest <laughs> this week so it's probably not going to happen but i got stuff i got to take care of anyway so but most weeks he does a live podcast and then the following you put yours out on monday right on mondays yeah yeah so after you listen to this go binge Vinny's podcast and if you if this is their first time hearing this podcast go listen to some of the earlier podcasts if you want to find out who Vinny is you can go listen to the podcast i believe it's no let's see i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of the name of your the podcast i had the leader of the bone gang or hanging out with the leader of the bone gang i think is what uh, i don't remember the title yeah it's one of the early it's like the fifth or sixth episode he's the first actual guest we had on here i think um but yeah so we're we're sitting right at about an hour um anything you got going on right now Vinny? you've been catching any fish i went fishing today but five but a uh, two bass, a redfish, and a couple of speckled trout. Where, where, where you went fishing at? Out in Hopedale. Oh yeah, I should have known when you said the speckled trout involved. I was like, damn, you, you caught that in your kayak right behind the uh, high school. <laughs> nope, I went uh, check it out to go look at the where we're gonna be duck hunting. Seen about a hundred ducks today though, so they got ducks starting to come in, and we we're supposed to get that cold front Saturday. Yeah. I'm hopeful for the duck season this year. And I was talking to uh, a few people at the Trappers Convention because they're from all over the state. And it's like, you know, down here, we're like, oh, yeah, we got water. But the basin has no water right now. Um, North Louisiana doesn't have any water. And then what's bad is, like, all of the big lakes up there depend on rainfall this time of year to reflood them. Cause they do the drawdowns to kill the, a lot of them do drawdowns to kill the vegetation. And um, so they, they might not even, so hopefully the ducks come down here cause they don't like mud on their butts, you know? Um, so we'll have to get you on after duck, when duck season starts, we got to make a yep, duck let's hunt do it. too. We're going to have to make a duck hunt too. Just saying. Uh, last year I didn't get invited to go duck hunting and the, of course, Vinny calls me to go clean Nutria because uh, everybody else done scooted out on him after they killed yeah, they a bunch bailed of Nutria. on me just like uh, somebody we were talking about earlier with the alligators. Man, that's a common theme with me. <laughs> Maybe you smell bad after a hunt. Well, good. Y'all take the animals home with you. <laughs> so that's about an hour. I think it's a little bit less than an hour because we had to pause it while Vinny scolded his dog earlier. Uh, we could have left that in. That'd have been funny. Yeah, they're still getting out of hand right now. I keep turning down the mic so that everybody don't have to hear them barking in the mic. <laughs> so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. And make sure you go thank a veteran because they allow us to do this. They allow us to have the free speech to do this. They also allow us to have the North American model of conservation because if it wasn't for veterans, we'd be English. And you want to own your animals. So, uh, also, I believe the day this drops is the Marine Corps' birthday. So, happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps. And I hope to catch you on the B-side of the outdoors. <laughs>